Hey, this one's going to be a podcast exclusive, very brief episode for the dads who are looking for a quick resource, something to give your kids to help instill in them a biblical worldview. And I'm calling this the Chaplain Corner Series. That's because I've taken on the role of being the assistant chaplain for the Elgin Trail Life group, troop, here in um, in the Fox Valley area. And in that role, I've been entrusted with coming up with these Chaplain Corner lessons. I'm sort of taking the lead on the teaching aspect, the educational aspect of things, which means I've got to come up with these five-minute lessons every week. And so what we're doing is we're going through 13 points of the Christian worldview. And these are not the ones that I typically teach in my biblical worldview training, but they're specific to trail life, but they're very good, very solid. And what I want to do is I want to give you dads something that is shareable. You can share this directly to your sons and daughters to help instill a biblical worldview in them. They're going to be short. They're going to be pithy. They're going to be um, outdoorsy, focused because trail life is a discipleship ministry that focuses on outdoor style education. That's why it's called trail life. Um, so think boy scouts with, uh, with a biblical worldview and without any further ado, again, very short, very quick, very poorly produced. Okay. But hopefully very helpful. Here is lesson one, an intro to the Christian worldview. And the big idea is God honors those who follow his instruction. All right, so if you're sharing this with your kids, you can start playing it right here. Hey guys, this is Joel Sedekes, and I've got a question for you. Why are you here? Why are you here? I don't mean just sitting down listening to this podcast. I mean here on earth. What is the reason you are alive? What is your purpose in life? See, everything we do when we have a choice in doing it, should help us to accomplish our purpose, to do what we were created to do. So what is the purpose of your life? This is a very important question. In fact, it's one of many very important questions that you will face in life. Other questions that are very important are questions like, what is really true? Where does everything come from? What does it mean to be human? What does a good family look like? How should we interact with nature? Is God in control and can we trust him? See, your answers to these big, important questions of life are going to determine your worldview or how you see the world. There are different worldviews out there, and some people believe that God is in control of everything, for example. Others say that they don't believe God is there at all. But whatever your worldview is, whatever your view of life and the world and everything is, it's going to affect how you live, which, if you think about it, really makes sense. For example, if you believe that the Bible is true and from God, you're going to want to study it. You'll want to learn the teaching and the instruction that God gives in it and to obey that instruction. This is because it's from God and he created us. He's our king and he knows best how we ought to live. On the other hand, if you say that the Bible is false, then you won't care what it says and you'll live your life however you think is best. Instead of listening to God, you'll listen to yourself. These two different views of life, these two different worldviews, lead to two very different trails or paths in life. One trail follows the Lord's instruction and leads to life. The other trail ignores God's instruction 
and leads to death. Now, in the Bible, there, there are many books. In fact, the word Bible means books. I was just talking with my kids about that yesterday. And one of the books in the Bible is called Psalms. And the first chapter of Psalms teaches us something very important about these two trails, these two ways of life, and where they lead. Listen to what it says. Psalm chapter 1. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked, or stand in the pathway with sinners, or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. The wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. So here's the big idea I want you to understand. The big idea that your dad wants you to understand, your dad, your mom, it's this. God honors young people who follow his instruction. So let's look at these two trails a little more closely. The first trail, as you probably guessed, is the trail of the righteous. First, it says what the person on this trail does not do. He does not walk in the advice of the wicked. So when someone lacks self-control, he lets himself walk in the advice of the wicked. He, He lets himself be tempted by sin. But this person does not let himself be tempted by sin. It's not a sin to be tempted by sin. But when you enjoy the temptation, when you listen to the temptation, it can very quickly become sinful because it can lead you into sin. So the safest way to handle temptation, the Bible says, is to flee from it, to run from it, not to let yourself be tempted, to sit there and allow yourself to be tempted, and not to stand in the pathway, or uh, not to walk in the advice with the wicked. And that brings us to our second point. This person also doesn't stand in the pathway with sinners. So what does that look like? Well, when someone gives in to temptation and they begin to do what is wrong, they begin to sin. They are disobeying God. They are standing in the pathway with sinners. So the righteous person does not even give in to the temptation and begin to stand in that pathway. And then finally, the righteous person, the person on the righteous trail, doesn't sit with mockers. When someone has chosen a life of sin, he may begin to even make fun of doing what's right. People do this as a way of making themselves feel better about their own sin. But the righteous person doesn't mock what's right or join in with those who do. Now, after this, it does say what the righteous person delights in. The righteous person delights in, finds enjoyable, and meditates on the Lord's instruction. His worldview says that God, God's word is his delight. Now, the Bible is God's word. And so this person is always basing his decisions on what the Bible says. In fact, he finds it very enjoyable to search the Bible for answers about how to live. And the result, the result of this lifestyle of being on the righteous trail is you will be like a tree. What? Okay. In ancient Israel, a tree could only grow healthy and bear fruit when it was close to a good source of water. God's instruction is like water for our souls. So what King David, who wrote this psalm, is saying is that when we believe God's word and follow his trail, the trail of the righteous, our lives become healthy. 
like a healthy tree, the life of the righteous person, your life when you are righteous, will prosper. It will work out like it should. Just like a tree is supposed to bear fruit, a fruit tree is, you will be able to do the things that you are supposed to do, given to you by God. When you follow this trail, God watches over your life. He's your king and he's your friend and your guide. This trail leads to honor and blessing from God. But what about the other trail, the trail of the wicked? Well, because of their worldview, they don't believe the Bible is God's word. They don't trust the Bible as God's truth. They lack self-control. And unlike the righteous man, they give in to the temptation to sin. They choose to sin. In fact, they even end up mocking what is right. And where does this trail lead? Well, remember how the righteous man was like a healthy tree, a fruit-bearing tree? The wicked, not so much. They are like chaff dry hay that God separates out from the good crops. They won't have a place with the Lord's people or stand and be honored before him. This trail leads to destruction and death in the end. Now, at this point, this is where we need help. This is where we realize that we need to be rescued. See, the truth is, all of us start out on the trail of the wicked. We've all sinned, and the final destination for that sin is death. That is what we deserve. See, there was only one man who followed God's trail, the trail of the righteous, perfectly. That was Jesus, God's son. And yet, although he was perfect, he died. Why did he die if he lived the perfect life? Because he was dying for our sins. He was dying for sinners like us. But of course, he didn't stay dead if you know the story. God raised him to life again and honored him above all. Now, God's greatest instruction, remember, the righteous love God's instruction. God's greatest instruction is to repent, which repenting is like realizing that you're on the wrong trail, turning around and saying, I want to get off this trail. I want to get off the trail of the wicked and believe, believing in him, believing in Jesus, believing that Jesus died for your sins. He rose from the dead and he can and will set you on the trail of the righteous, the trail that leads to life and honor. See, the worldview of the Bible, which you're going to learn about a lot in this series, is all about living for Jesus and following God's instruction because God honors young people who follow his instruction. Okay, thanks for listening to this first installment. This was the longest of the lessons. The next ones are going to be much shorter, but this is the introductory lesson to the biblical worldview. Dads, I hope you found something here that's helpful. Again, it's short, it's pithy, it's focused on the outdoors, focused on nature, and my hope is that you now will have a resource, uh, an additional resource, in addition to what you already have, what we're even already trying to provide through the Think Institute, to help you lead your family in defending the Christian message, which of course involves the biblical worldview and the gospel. So that's about all. That's all I have for you. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the Think Podcast and feel free, if you haven't done so, to join our Facebook group, which is absolutely free. It's called the Think Squad and you can join it and uh, join the ongoing discussion about how to defend the Christian message. We're talking apologetics, worldview, philosophy, theology. And if you happen to be in the Tri-Cities area of Chicago, Chicagoland, of Illinois, 
Um, we are doing another AWOL gathering where we're going to be talking theology and philosophy and drinking scotch and having, uh, enjoying uh, other blessings from God um, uh, in, uh, in the Tri-Cities area. It's going to be on the fourth Friday of this month. So hit, hit me up with an email if you're interested in that. You can um, contact me at thethink.institute slash contact. That's all I have for you today. Until next time, as always, I hope it made you think.